0: Hello from Washington. I'm Paul Kincaid, Director of Congressional Outreach for FMC, and we'd like to welcome you to a special edition of our virtual roundtable. As coronavirus has spread across the globe, several nations have been particularly effective at limiting both the spread of the virus and the fatalities caused by it. One of those nations is the Republic of South Korea. Despite its close proximity to China, where the virus originated, and a population that is very dense in its heavily populated urban areas, The Republic of Korea has managed to keep its infected population to under 11,000 and registered less than 300 deaths. The Korean approach has been part technology, part medicine, and part early recognition and testing. We wanted to find out more. Joining us tonight is former Congressman Dr. Phil Gingrey. Dr. Gingrey served the House for 12 years, representing Georgia's 11th congressional district. He also served until the end of his career on the Helsinki Commission from the United States to the OECD. As a physician, Dr. Gingri will bring a unique outlook to our discussion, which he will lead tonight. Dr. Gingri will be speaking with Hong who is the Director General of International Cooperation Bureau at the Republic of Korea's Ministry of Health and Welfare. Prior to his posting at the ministry, Mr. Jung served as First Minister for Korea at the OECD, as well as Counselor at several Korean embassies throughout the world. He received his MA in Public Administration from Seoul University and his MBA from the University of California at Berkeley. He'll join us from Seoul. We look forward to an opportunity to learn about the success in South Korea and how it can be replicated here in the United States. With that, Director General, thank you for joining us tonight.
1: Hello, good evening. My name is Jung. It's my honor to have this phone call with you and share Korea's response strategy against COVID-19. You already may know the leaders of Korea and the United States had a phone call on March 24th which was followed by another call on April 13th between our health ministers. The two countries shared concerns over the international spread of COVID-19 and discussed ways for cooperation to overcome the outbreak. I hope today's meeting could allow us to share knowledge and strengthen our response against COVID-19. Thank you.
2: Director General uh, John Phil Gingrey, uh, on this end, Uh, As uh, Paul mentioned, uh, Director General, I am a former member of Congress. Uh, I served from uh, the year 2003 to 2015, so six two-year terms, a total of 12 years, from our state of Georgia in the southeastern part of the United States, and as he mentioned, I was... uh, during that time, I was part of the OECD, the Helsinki Commission, and, and I don't know whether we overlapped on that or not. We may have had an opportunity uh, to meet sometime during the time frame 2004-2007 when you were first secretary of the permanent mission of Korea to the OECD. But in any regard, I'm now, as a former member of Congress, uh, a member of the association of former members uh, an organization that has a 50 year history uh and includes so many uh members of our parliament if you will our congress and our united states senate uh members who have have retired and gone on to uh, in some cases uh, other careers uh but we are very, very happy and pleased to have begun the congressional study group with uh, the Republic of Korea, with South Korea, uh, back in 2018. And we've had an opportunity to have a number of trips. uh, And I was lucky enough to participate in one of those trips uh, just last year in June of 2019. We had a wonderful week experience uh, in Seoul and South Korea and, of course, uh, Panmunjom and the uh, demilitarized zone uh, during that trip to honor uh, the Korean uh, veterans, in particular, uh, of the Korean conflict back in the 1950s. So that's basically uh, my experience. I've been to South Korea on several occasions. Uh, Before Congress, I was a, and still am, a physician, uh, uh, an OBGYN specialist. Uh, I'm not currently practicing, but I spent many, many years delivering lots and lots of babies in the great state of Georgia. So I know that's kind of a long opening statement, but I just wanted to let you know uh, a little bit about me and how uh, much I love your country and how... Happy I've been to be there on a number of occasions, and the great hospitality that's always been shown to me individually and to our uh, congressional delegation, both when I was an active member and now as a former member. Uh, So we have some comparison as to what South Korea has done uh, to go from 900 cases a day, as I understand, down to the current 30 a day uh and really uh done a, fa- a fantastic job maybe the model for two, uh, 187 other countries uh certainly the united states uh the advice that we're receiving from the daily uh press events uh that the coronavirus task force appointed by president trump uh, we see it on television almost daily, uh, and it seems to me that a lot of what uh, has been recommended and actually put in place here in the United States several weeks behind uh, what's happened in your country uh, in South Korea uh, because of your great success. Uh, and I think we really have modeled our response uh, to what you've done. So. Uh, maybe you could start off by talking a little bit uh about the current status of the virus in South Korea and how you began to when you first uh realized you had a case uh what what did you do okay thank you first
1: i i should say i feel more comfortable to talk to you the expert in the i's so, very good experience in my country. Um, Concerning the coronavirus, coronavirus outbreak in Korea, um, as of yesterday, the total number of confirmed cases in Korea is 10,613, among which 7,757, that is almost uh, 73% were discharged after recovery. The number of active cases is 2,627, that is around 25%. By region, the cases are concentrated in specific regions, especially in Daegu and Gyeongsangbuk-do. It occupies almost 77%. Also, as of yesterday, the number of deaths is 229. So the fatality rate is around 2.16% and most of the fatalities from the elderly or those with an underlying disease. The average age of the victim is 77.3 years, and people aged 65 or older account for 86.5% of the total death. According to our statistics, the fatality rate of people aged 80 or over who was over 20%, whereas those aged under 60 shows a relatively low fertility rate at 0.22%. Since the first confirmed case on January 20th, Korea has seen a rapid increase in cases from the late February concentrated to the Shincheonji Religious Group in Daegu and Gyeongsangbuk-do. In response, Korea has carried out an average of 13,000 tests on a daily basis. The cumulative number of tests taken to date is approximately 510,000, which has identified about 10,000 confirmed cases. Although it is too early to be complacent, the situation in Korea now is slowly stabilizing, with the number of confirmed cases standing at around 20. We believe our containment strategy is effectively controlling the situation.
2: Dr. Jung, uh, let me um, uh, compare a, a little bit and then we'll continue. Uh, the information uh, that you have given me uh, is invaluable. Uh, by comparison, of course, you're a country of, uh, what, 50 million, uh, and, and we're a country of, of 300 and. 35 uh, to 50 million, let's say 350 million uh, to 50 million. But at the present time, we have diagnosed 675,000 cases, and we've had 31,000 deaths. Uh, Mm -hmm. So uh, obviously uh, the, the virus has struck heavily uh, in our country. It started, uh, I think the very first case was in the Seattle, Washington area, which has a, a fairly high, maybe as much as 10% of their population, that state of uh, Washington, not Washington, D.C., but the state of Washington in the Pacific Northwest, uh, it's, it's probably 10% Asian. And their first case was someone who actually traveled from Wuhan uh, province in China uh, to the United States. And so we have been hit pretty hard, and also, as you, I'm sure, are aware, there's a fairly heavy uh, population of Asians uh, in New York City, uh, maybe again as much as ten percent of the population, uh, and they that that really has become the epicenter uh, of this the outbreak and the spread in the United States. Indeed, of our thirty-one thousand deaths, ten thousand of them have. Uh, been recorded in the city of new york uh... which is our most populous city of over ten million and uh... so uh... we we i think are beginning to get on top of uh... the situation but it remains fluent uh... we are not there yet i think we are beginning to see a little bit of a Flattening of the curve, if you will. That expression is used so much in regard to, uh, what the next steps should be. Uh, but just by way of comparison, uh, you have had, uh, 300 deaths and we have had 31,000. Uh, your thoughts about, uh, the comparison, uh, in, in the, and that, uh, that data? And maybe, uh, why, and, and I think the general consensus among the uh, American citizens is that South Korea is the model of the proper response, uh, and that we are trying to do what you have done to, to get the same result. Uh, so, maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, once you realize uh, that that there there was this problem and you you shut down, I'm sure, travel from uh, China, particularly the province of Wuhan, uh, and you begin to put into place by by governmental edict uh, the things that need to be done possibly based on your experience in 2014-15 time frame with the MERS uh, uh, coronavirus. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that, what you did and how you got the public to buy into that.
1: I think I... The situation in each country differs, uh, depends on the inflow of the, the coronavirus and, uh, the response of the, the judgment of the, each government and uh, its response. Uh, I just, uh, focus on the Korea's case. In Korea, the, we did not, the, block any, the inflow from the other countries. And we just, uh, blocked the inflow from the Wuhan which was um, the epicenter of the coronavirus at first. And then we see in responding to COVID-19 outbreak, we need a medical system that can efficiently distribute medical resources. In Korea, we see a majority of the confirmed cases show mild symptoms that do not require hospitalization. However, in the early stage of the outbreak, in Korea, COVID-19 was categorized as a grade one infectious disease, and all mild cases should be hospitalized. Later, when cases surged in a certain region, we found the hospital beds were in shortage, and more severe cases had to wait at their home as they could not be hospitalized. In response, Patient management teams were established in each city and province, and cases were classified based on their severity, that is mild, moderate, severe, and extremely severe. The treatment system was reorganized to distribute medical resources efficiently and effectively, including hospital bed based on severity. Under this system, mild cases are isolated and living and treatment support center with the minimum necessary resources. They are checked by healthcare staff at least twice a day to be readily transferred to healthcare institution if symptoms are aggravate or be discharged based on relevant standards when symptoms are mitigated. Meanwhile, medical resources are focused on infectious disease hospitals or other hospitals designated by the government to treat more severe patients my government also strives to secure hospital beds and provide medical, personal, and protective gears. To secure an adequate number of hospital beds, the central and local governments have designated 60 infectious disease hospitals dedicated to treat, treating confirmed cases of COVID-19. For treatment of severe and extremely severe cases, we plan to secure more beds at general hospital and university hospitals in addition to those secured at existing government-designated institutions for hospitalized treatment. Regarding medical personnel, in order to support patient care and infection control for different regions, we are aggressively recruiting healthcare specialists by a range of channels and methods and stationing them at healthcare institutions in specific regions in need, such as Daegu and gyeongsangbuk Gupto. I think I, this situation may be different in your country because um already the, the outbreak is all the nationwide and uh, as you mentioned that the case number is so high so I'm not sure whether they this approach I I think that the the approach by government get in the very early stages different from what you did in the U.S., but I think you can get some the hint from the Korea's approach when you decide the next step.
2: Well, uh, Director General, the response in the United States uh, I think has been, been quick. Uh, I don't criticize them for a delayed response although uh, some citizens do uh, and uh, that's uh, there's a political component uh, always to uh, these issues uh, but I wonder uh, of course in in looking at at how your government the national government you have a uh democratic republic uh just as we do but your your national government its response uh was it seems to me to uh let the uh different provinces uh know that um Uh, the central government was going to make the decisions, and uh, your provinces and your people in particular uh, have bought into that, and indeed uh, I think that is shown by the results of your recent parliamentary elections uh, uh, in favor of uh, uh, President Moon's. Uh, party. So you, you have gotten uh, tremendous cooperation uh, from each of your provinces, and all of your people have been very supportive of President Moon. Uh, in our country, uh, it's, it's sort of a mixed bag. Uh, some say the president uh, is doing a good job. Some say he uh, acted too soon. Some say he didn't act soon enough. Some say he's taking too much control at the central level. Uh, some say that there should be more control at the state level. So there's a little bit of a difference there. And I just wonder how you feel uh, that the Republic of Korea and the, and the Moon administration was able to get such a tremendous response and a buy-in uh, from your citizens i will believe in
1: two parts first are uh, between the central government and the the provinces we we organize a body the consisting of central government each ministry and uh, each the regional the government every day with the head of our prime minister we have a meeting the I mean the video conference in which all the ministers and the governors attend, and uh, each ministry or the, each the local government can present the the suggestion and uh, they share the information and there they discuss how to handle the issues and make some the agreement. So I think uh, it is the main reason that we can get all the the one voice and one, the action across the central government and all the local government. The second, for the Korean people, my government provide update on the outbreak from the very early beginning in a transparent and open manner because um, it is very important to share the information and get the voluntary participation from our people. So we have briefings twice a day, and uh, the sharing of information has strengthened public trust in the go- government, my government, I think. Travel of our citizens has reduced 40% from before the outbreak, which show how the citizens are actively practicing physical distancing, even without compulsory restriction. Recently, we have the survey on 10,000 adults in Korea, how they feel. So it showed that our citizens are making almost effort to contain the COVID-19 outbreak with a sense of ownership. According to the survey, 99.3% of the respondents answered that they strictly follow the hand hygiene guideline, indicating the high level of compliance with the personal hygiene measure. Also, 93% answered they try to stay home as much as possible almost 89 percent answered they do not attend gathering or religious event all showing the effort of the public to practice physical distancing voluntarily and 57.5 uh, percent of the respondents answered that they are confident that their community will successfully overcome the crisis and recover 65 percent answered that they are willing to endure the inconvenience caused by self-quarantine or other containment measure, This shows the high level of trust our citizens
2: have in the community. I mentioned that I had been with a delegation of association of former members uh, just this past June uh, in South Korea, and mm-hmm. uh, also on a number of other occasions. And what I noticed, particularly in and around Seoul, Uh, your capital, that so many people, it's so densely populated, uh, even though, uh, you have 50 million compared to our 350 million, uh, you're a very small, a very small peninsula. And, uh, we have a lot more landmass to spread people around. And you have so many high rise. Maybe predominantly high rise residential facilities, whereas we have lots and lots of individual homes, uh, on the ground level. Uh, how, how were you able to contain people in those high rise buildings, uh, and keep them, uh, uh happy or content or willing uh, to shelter in place uh, when there was very little opportunity, I would think for them to get out and get some exercise and walk and even wearing masks and do social distancing uh, ha- How did you deal with that? Seoul and the Korea is almost like
1: the New York City very dense area, um, as I mentioned the Physical distancing is very important, but the fight against COVID-19 is expected to become a long-term fight. So we cannot control the people forever. So the public confidence, participation, and the trust in the community, alongside the personal hygiene measure and physical distancing, are crucial. Especially making them voluntarily. To so to support them korea has developed a self quarantine safety protection app i mean the app in the mobile phone to support the local government monitoring people in self-quarantine the app has been used from march 7th the people in self-quarantine monitor their health status and record it on the app which is then automatically reported to the assigned public staff the staff is alerted if the person leaves the quarantine area, utilizing the GPS data of mobile phone. Also, the assigned step calls the person in self-quarantine twice a day during the quarantine period to check their health status and location. If the person leaves the quarantine area without the, any the prior notice, he or she may be subject to a fine based on relevant law. We understand many, of, most of our people make the Physical distance, distancing or the self-quarantine voluntarily, but we you know there is some exception. So the my government tried to de- alert them to abide by the rule for our community, and they reminded them if they do not abide by, that there may be some the de- another pressure, and the. My government recommends the public to practice physical distancing without taking the compulsory restriction on travel. We believe Korean citizens have shown active voluntary participation in the government effort. And uh, as I mentioned, this trust comes from the my government's effort to be transparent information sharing. They trust us and what's going? they know what's going on in Korea and what they should do to keep our the community safe.
2: Well, obviously, obviously, based on the parliamentary elections yesterday, uh, your citizens are comfortable with what uh, has been uh, determined that they should do uh, by the Moon uh, government, by your administration, uh, including uh, the apps which uh, I understand uh, even people coming into your country, the visitors, uh, if they're not willing to download uh, that app at the ports of entry, at the airports, uh, at, at the Incheon International Airport, uh, they're turned away. They're, they're not allowed to enter the country. Uh, and even if they download that app, Uh, they're encouraged, maybe not required, but certainly encouraged to self-quarantine for 14 days. Uh, Many people visiting your country are not coming for 14 days. Uh, They may be coming for seven or five if they have to self-quarantine for 14. How do you make that work?
1: I think the main factor is the how to provide information in advance and to make to give them the predictability before the their departure we already informed them if they want to come to korea then they should install the app their mobile and to keep the the on the touch from the audi government officials and uh, they should uh, get the 14 day quarantine because, um, as I mentioned, uh, in Korea's recent cases, uh, we see the situation is stable. But for the confirmed positive case, more than half come from the, the foreign countries. So we are focusing on how to reduce the possible infection. So, that's, but we did not the uh, block all the travel like the other countries because we, we think um, we live in the global community which is very closely linked. So we opened our the travel areas, but on the condition that the people agree on they download the, the app and they keep the. 14 days of quarantine is a kind of the the promise between the, my country and the, the traveler or the all
2: the people coming into Korea. Uh, Mr. Uh, Director General, mm-hmm. as you know, uh, in the United States, uh, we have a a free and open press. As you do in the Republic of Korea, uh, not the People's Republic of Korea, but in your <laughs> your your Democratic Republic, uh, you you have a free and open press. We have uh, our media tends to be a little bit adversarial uh, toward uh, our administration, probably toward any administration. I've lived long enough. Uh, to see that through both Republican and Democratic administrations. Uh, And I think some of the questions that are put to our administration on a daily basis and televised nationally to the general public uh, creates a a state of confusion and a lack of confidence uh, in our administration is any of that true in, in South Korea 당연히 한국 당연히 민주적인
1: 국가에선 다양한 의견을 가진 사람들이 존재하고 한국 언론도 한국 정부의 행동을 액션을 지지하는 언론도 있고 비판하는 언론도 있습니다.
3: Uh, of course in a democratic city the opinions vary between people there are diverse views so there are some media outlets that support the government whereas some media outlets are opposing and criticizing the government's
1: response 정, 브리, uh, and
3: i already shared that the government is transparently disclosing all relevant information via the 비, media briefing is held twice a day.
1: 그리고 그 언론들은 그 브리핑 내, 내용을 바탕으로 각자 판단해서 보도를 합니다.
3: So the media outlets, based on the information given through the briefing make their own judgments and make their uh, make the information available to the public.
1: 대부분의 언론이 한국 정부의 조치에 대해서 호의적이고 지지합니다만 일부 언론이 비판을 할 경우 우리는 그 비판이 타당한지를 주의 깊게 검토합니다.
3: Although most medias currently are supportive of the government's response, there are some media outlets that are criticising the government's response, and first we look at the information and we check if that information is rational and
1: reasonable. And
3: we make efforts to take in the criticism. If it is based on the right information, we try to reflect it in our response and improve our response.
1: However, as I said before, most citizens,
3: as you mentioned before, most Korean citizens trust the government's response. They are supportive of the government's strategy against COVID 19. So there is not much concern about this issue currently in Korea.
2: Well, thank you for answering that question. I think it's a very important one. Uh, and I, I think our press, uh, whether they're considered uh, liberal or conservative, whether they're for or against the administration, uh, I do think that they're trying to do the right thing and to do a good job. And I think our government, uh, likewise, is trying to inform uh, the public to the best of their ability but of course it's a moving target and what they uh, re, what they uh, the information that they give to us on one day uh, the next day it changes and it, it, it does create confusion but I think for the most part uh, your media uh, serves the same purpose uh, that our media serves that is to be free and open uh, with the population so that they have as much information as they need to, to buy into what uh, the respective governments of South Korea and the United States are trying to do to protect the people. I wanted to ask you specifically, Mr. Director General, there have been reports in, in, our, in our media and our press and on television uh, regarding uh, the recurrence of COVID-19 uh, in some individuals in South Korea who had been considered cured, who had tested negative, and, and then uh, they subsequently tested positive. Can you comment on that?
1: In that case, we are very interested Um As of the 14th April, the number of patients reconfirmed after being discharged accounts for approximately 1.6% of the total number of discharged people. So the, our, the authority, they try to find what's going on. But the, but the thing is, there has not been any case of transmission by a reconfirmed case. That is very important. Recently, we are conducting an in-depth epidemiological and clinical investigation on the reconfirmed case. A patient is deemed fully recovered when two tests conducted with a 24-hour interval show negative results, which means that the virus had disappeared at the point of testing. So, we think the possible reason for being tested positive after discharge, discharge may be two. First, the virus has been activated under certain circumstances. Over second, the residue of the deactivated virus has been detected during the the testing. Of course, but it's not de- confirmed yet. We will continue expert analysis
2: to identify the reason and find a solution to this phenomenon. Thank you for that answer. Uh, I think that's, that's very important because... Uh, there's, a, there's a great fear uh, that uh, people uh, don't have, may not have lasting immunity. And I, I realize, and I'm sure you know this, uh, that uh, the virologists, the epidemiologists, the scientists, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, the Director of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the National Institute of Health, uh, who has been a giant uh, in, in regard to giving us information on a daily basis. Dr. Deborah Bricks, who has headed the President's Coronavirus Task Force, along with Vice President Pence uh, and the other team members, uh, have done a great job. Uh, and I, your answer to this question in regard to recurrence, I think, is very helpful Uh, I think the general impression based on SARS, the experience back in 2002-2003 time frame, and MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome back in 2014-2015, is that there basically is lasting immunity, uh, at least for a couple of years, and hopefully that gives us time. More than enough time to develop uh, a vaccine. Uh, I wanted to ask you uh, before we close a couple of more things, but in particular, uh, has your country allowed its citizens at this point to return to w- work and have your school children return to the classroom? I think that Korea's case is a bit different
1: from the other countries then yes that to date we have not taken the compulsory restriction on business such as a lockdown measure so the we don't need to let the people to return to their company we have distributed guidelines for group facilities the guidelines include personal hygiene disinfection and checking fever of workers and visitors this guideline recommends those who show symptoms to rest at home and monitor their health for three to four days instead of going to work or leaving the house. If the symptoms such as fever or respiratory system aggravate, they should consult public health center and seek an expert opinion. Moreover, employees who have visited a country or region affected by COVID-19 are recommended to work at home and practice physical distancing. But it this is case-by-case case for each individual, not the whole the company or the, the nationwide lockdown. But the school case is a bit sensitive. Currently, the, we just delayed the opening of the new semester of the school. Instead, we recommended just uh, online schooling. So... Um, Technically, the school is already opened, but uh, the the format is the online the online schooling. And our government is uh, considering whether this is when is the appropriate time for physically students can go to the school. Um, it will be judged by it will be decided based on the the advice of the expert and the current symptoms and further the further the development of the, our the situation.
2: And I think that's true um, of the United States as well. Uh, the schools, for the most part, uh, have been shut down, uh, and uh, depending on the governors of the respective states, uh, uh, but for the most part, nationwide, our schools, our bricks and mortars, uh, if you will, schools, uh, have been closed. Uh, and the students are getting uh, online instruction. Uh, but I don't think that that o- online instruction is as good as them having the opportunity to be with their friends, uh share the social and educational experience and interact with their teacher face to face and one on one. Uh so uh we're I think struggling with that decision in many school systems in many states have declared that the school year in our school year typically ends in in uh the first week of June. Uh, I think your school year goes a little bit longer than that. You probably spend, your students spend more than 180 days each calendar year uh, in the classroom. Uh, and so we're we're trying to decide, uh, and as the president in his press conference just this very day uh, is uh, – encouraging the states uh, to phase in reopening of schools, reopening of businesses, uh, doing it based on testing, uh, realizing that uh, a state like New York or New Jersey or California or the state of Washington, uh, certain states uh, have to move slower in regard to getting back to normal in regard to their businesses uh and their schools, whether it's secondary education uh or higher ed. Uh so we're we're about to to maybe to decide uh what what is best for us. Uh but I I think I understood you to say and I wanna be clear on this uh, Mr. Director General, uh, South Korea never completely and totally shut down its businesses.
1: Is that correct? Yes, we did not make the nationwide shutdown. Just for the school case, um, we see the our close neighbor's case, the Singapore. You see, the Singapore made a great job to handling this coronavirus but uh they let this school open and just uh, two days later they found some the community this infection and the uh, current situation is getting worse compared with uh, the early eight early this stage so that gives our government a good lesson so we are the checking what is the, our current situation and what will be in the, the coming days? So just Based on that judgment, we will decide when the school will open.
2: Well, we, we have been told that uh, statistically uh, young people uh, mm-hmm. are uh, not the ones who are among the 31,000 deaths uh, in the United States. Uh, that if they contract the coronavirus, uh, they very well may be asymptomatic, uh, or only mildly sick, uh, but hardly any, uh, will die from COVID-19. Uh, and so I, I just wonder, uh, why, uh, it is necessary uh... to close our schools when education is such an important uh... obligation that we have to our young people
1: uh, you're right as i already explained in the very early beginning the fatality rate for the young age is very low but uh, if they but that does not mean they are not infected they can get infected and uh, they can <coughs> infect their family that means They can impact the older people and making the the some people lose their their valuable life. We are concerned about that. You, I, we fully agree that education is very important, and we hear the voice that the school needs to open as soon as possible. So we are judging what is the best compromise between the getting our the community safe. And uh, getting the good social, as you mentioned, uh, the social experience and the good education for our children.
2: I'll, I'll ask you one last question, uh, and and I thank you so much for the generosity of your time and and your intellect. Uh, it's been extremely helpful and invaluable invi- uh, to our country, and to our Association of. Former members of Congress, and of course we will share this information with them. Uh, how has your partnership been with your neighboring nations, and in particular, I'm thinking of China and Japan?
1: Yes, the Korea, China, Japan is very the close neighbor country, neighboring country, and we already hold some the technical teleconference and the uh, teleconference between the each health ministers and uh, we are sharing the information and uh, what will be the possible way for our the country to cooperate to handle these issues not only the for the korea china japan we are handling with other the countries in hand, we are the co- incorporating with other countries in handling this covid 19. um we are sharing our response with other countries, as I mentioned, including the U.S. and other the, all the countries like the ASEAN members or the G20 members to teleconference between our leaders and health authority. And uh, we are providing diagnostic the agent with high accuracy to many countries. We are also making effort to provide all available cooperation, including humanitarian support, to respond to the request from the vulnerable countries. And uh, concerning the developing medicine and vaccine, we want to contribute to the international efforts, so we are conducting a clinical course study together with WHO and disclosing information of health insurance review and assessment service, related diagnostic testing, medicine usage, and treatment costs as a basic database that can be used by other countries in designing their response strategy. And uh, we close cooperate with international organizations such as Gavi, SEPI, and the International Vaccine Institute also. Can it be an answer to your question?
2: Uh, yes, Mr. Jung, Director General Jung. Uh, that definitely answers my question. And, and I will just say that you have been uh, your country, uh, which I love, which the United States loves. Uh, we fought and died together. Uh, we honor your veterans as you honor our veterans and what we went through in the early 1950s. Uh, we have great respect for you. Uh, you have been a mentor to us in regard to this terrible plague, as the president, our president has described, uh, this COVID-19 Uh, and your, your expertise, your response, uh, has been invaluable. Uh, and as you know, we have mimicked many of, uh, your uh, strategic, uh, advances in regard to, uh, controlling this, uh, outbreak. Uh, and I think going forward, uh, we will work hand in hand, uh, in developing a vaccine uh, and, uh, uh, treatment, uh, whether it's, uh, things like hydroxychloroquine or, uh, the other things that will be tried and control study to make sure that it's helpful. Uh, but I just want to close by, by saying how much we appreciate this opportunity, uh, to learn from you and to have this dialogue. Uh, and I want to kn- let you know, uh, how, uh, invaluable we feel that the, uh, the, uh, association, uh, with South Korea, uh, the congressional study group, uh, that was stood up in 2018, where our current members, uh, and their senior staff, uh, and, and members of the association, Of former members of which I'm a part and a board member. We want to continue to work closely with you, and we thank you so much for this opportunity.
1: Okay. As you mentioned, the United States is the only ally of Korea, so we have full respect of the U.S. international leadership and its ability. We are confident that you will handle this issue very de- e- effectively in a very short time. I hope Korea and the U.S. could further deepen cooperation in the healthcare sector and successfully overcome the challenges presented by this outbreak. And we also expect we will continue the further discussion and have the other, another opportunity to, to share the, our information and the, the, our the experience. Thank
0: you very much.
2: Mr. Director General, thank you very much, and God bless.